there is a little voice that lives inside every woman. The little voice is a woman's nagging yet ultimately smarter best friend. And like all best friends, she is ignored in the most crucial of moments. His name was Lumberjack Jack, and he is a cautionary tale for any woman ignoring her bitch of a little voice. It was December in New York City, and I found myself strategically placed next to a table of assorted cheeses at a small gathering in Astoria. I was there watching a reading of a play based on Sharknado. You remember the 2013 horror sci-fi film about that moment when a freak hurricane lifts sharks out of the ocean and onto land, allowing them to terrorize the city of Los Angeles. Someone felt this had to be a play. So much so that they wrote it, organized a gathering to read it, and bought assorted cheeses. Lumberjack Jack was reading for the role of Finn, the ex-surfer and leading man. He was a stoic gentleman who seemed more suited for a log cabin in Wisconsin than a convertible two-bedroom in Queens. I'll be honest, his tan Timberlands and red flannel jacket overshadowed his acting ability, but I'm a sucker for a leading man. I approached and we engaged in a harmless flirtation. By the end of the evening, Lumberjack Jack was saving his number into my phone. I felt my little voice wake up. What the hell are you doing here? I thought to myself. He smells like cinnamon. Do not ruin this for me. <laughs> okay. A week later, we went on our first date, and I learned a few things about him. I learned he was a passionate 30-year-old opera singer. I also learned his sense of humor annoyed the shit out of me. My little voice, who I imagined to be that best friend who got her shit together way before I did, took copious notes with a disapproving scowl. The date came to an end, and we kissed for the first time. Like a true lumberjack, he physically picked me up and pinned me up against a brick wall. It was sexy. Until I realized he was a sloppy, too-much-tongue St. Bernard kisser. End it, whispered my little voice. How is it he doesn't know how to kiss properly yet? Something's up. I told her to shut her pie hole and proceeded to call him the next day and set up a second date. On our second date, I took him to an awesome beer garden, conveniently located two blocks away from my apartment. While there, my little voice wouldn't shut up. Do you see what I see? He's calling the bartender buddy. He has a suspiciously small nose. Do you see what I see? He keeps talking to the side of his mouth like a stroke, like a stroke, stroke victim. victim. Stop it, you negative bitch. I invited Jack back up to my apartment in order to prove my little voice wrong. He came up and we began the ever so fun couch makeout dance. I slowly moved my hand towards his crotch and took a momentary pause. I couldn't feel a bulge anywhere in Lumberjack Jack's pants. Now, normally the men I sleep with tuck their penises to one side of their pant leg. So when you make out and start poking around down there, you feel a dick-shaped indent on the side of their leg. 
Let me just say, I love the feeling of a hard-on before a dick actually springs free. It's like releasing a dolphin back into the wild. It's so much more satisfying if you see him in captivity first. But Lumberjack Jack had no such dent, and I could feel my little voice's eyebrow begin to rise. And it? He carried me to the bedroom, slammed me into the pillows, and glued himself on top of me. I have a very visceral memory of not being able to breathe, so my brain immediately went into sexual survival mode. That, for me, means get on top quick and find this guy's penis. I didn't get far. Before I could even undo his belt buckle, he grabbed my hands, put them over my head, and began kissing down my body. Something isn't right, my little voice said condescendingly. Jack was staying down there forever. He had grown more aggressive, moving his finger on my clit like a scratch and sniff. My little voice was about to spring into DEFCON 5. Fuck you, I'm gonna make this work! I pulled his face up and his pants down. There it was, the penis I was looking for. In between these two balls hung what I can only describe as another ball. His penis, which was completely soft, was the size of a testicle. My little voice was speechless. It's important to note that I have no issue with small penises. I am a small person, so that normally works well. This was different. Imagine, if you will, a small squatting gnome atop a six-foot-five lumberjack trying to aggressively stamp an acorn-shaped penis into a vagina. This was my reality. I know what you're thinking, and no, neither one of us said anything or even acknowledged there was an issue. It's such a terribly sensitive subject, and don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to use another man's physical shortcomings as my story's golden nugget. This story is about me. It's about how I ignored my instincts because this guy looked like a lumberjack. And for what? I was in hell, and my little voice was laughing like the bitch she was. (laughs) She knew. She knew from the very beginning that I would end up with three testicles and a sore clitoris. I vowed, then and there, to never ignore my little voice. Ever again.